Namaste. My name is Neelima. Welcome to Reflections Along the Way podcast where you will be listening to reflections from learnings and experiences along my life's journey. So this secret of exhausting vasanas while doing actions is called karma yoga in the textbooks of vedanta so whenever we fix like a high ideal and we work in the spirit of dedication and surrender then our mind becomes purified and the vasanas automatically exhaust themselves and this path of action is easily adaptable to any of us in our way of life the world around us is the same and in whatever condition we may find ourselves we can always grow to unimaginable heights if we can learn how to act in a selfless way without being selfish and without acting with desire prompted intentions or motives nishkama karma the so the message here is that we have to work we shouldn't be stopping the work we are doing we continue working we exactly where we are in our lives we continue all the work we are doing but we just change the attitude with which we do the work So until now we've been working every action of ours is for personal gratification we continue in a in the same vigorous way to act and to work but in a selfless manner with a selfless motive in the bhagavad gita it stated that but whosoever controlling the senses by the mind o arjuna engages his organs of action in karma yoga without attachment he excels So the Bhagavad Gita is asking us here to control the sense organs by the mind. So in the mind we do not have selfish desire prompted motives and when we have that ideal in our mind then we control our sense organs to also perform actions which are selfless and we can achieve this only when the mind has a brighter a higher goal or ideal even if we practice for a little bit to control the mind to think selflessly and all sometimes we we may not succeed because we are trying to put like a thin sheet of uh, paper with a, a river flowing with full force it'll be flooding it'll just like uh, blow through the paper right we have learned a little bit to control the sense organs and to conserve energy but unless this energy is given a higher ideal a profitable field of activity it's sure to flood the inner world it'll disturb the equilibrium or the balance of our personality so the second half of gita advises us to direct our energies wisely in appropriate fields of activity So the main idea is to act without attachment without egocentric desires and how do we do that is by setting a higher ideal for ourselves and by acting in a dedicated and with a sense of surrender so if a mind has a strong attachment then it gathers more and more vasanas when more actions are performed 
so the gita advises us to act without attachment so that instead of gathering these new impressions we act and in the same time exhaust all our vasanas that we have accumulated for years for years and years and years so most of us when we perform various activities we are searching for satisfaction and deeper contentment right and that is what drives us to perform actions we think that earning this the this much amount of money having a a huge house gives will give us that satisfaction and contentment but when we do get there then we realize that they only last for a short while and then we are searching for a new uh, a goal that will give us that satisfaction right in contrast when we dedicate ourselves to doing selfless work then our mind becomes it gains this inner poise and a uh, deep satisfying calm and when this calm single pointed mind is brought to the meditation seat then that meditator gains the experience of transcending this limited ego and for a person who is experienced that egoless bliss then work is not a field it's just no longer a field for training the mind but it is for fulfilling one's own self realization and that person is the ultimate karma yogi who is blessing the entire human kind with every action he or she undertakes the gita also elaborates more on the path of karma yoga it says your right is to work only but never to its fruits let not the fruit of action be your motive nor let your attachment be to inaction so it's because of our wrong thinking in our life that we face all these issues in life all failures in our lives can be directly traced to poor mental balance mental equanimity uh, that that has been created by expected fears of possible failure before we do something only i mean we are clouded by this oh my god what if i fail and we we kind of don't even act in a certain way because of that fear and many of us we fear taking up any great activities then because of this burden of fear and because of the expectations we've set for ourselves and we don't want to feel like a failure even some people who take up these challenging endeavors at some point they start becoming nervous there are very very few people who proceed fearlessly so swami ji gives a couple of examples here to illustrate this point so a sales agent has an appointment with this huge business magnate and it's the deal is worth millions of dollars and um, he the sales agent will get a huge amount of commission if this deal goes through and on the day uh, before the appointment the sales agent allows his mind to indulge and go into dreams about the commission that he is going to get about the fantasies that that follow that like about how he would spend that commission uh, would he want to buy a house would he want to marry that woman that he wanted to marry would he want to buy a car that he wanted forever and at that hour of the appointment 
you know all this mental uh, alertness cheerfulness the clarity the poise he had it all dried up his hope and expectation for the fruits of his actions the reward that he was going to get it has created such strong attachment and uh, to those objects of desire that he shackled by the fear of failure and he just like trembles at the thought of that deal not going through and obviously if one is in such a state of mind it is bound to be a failure it cannot end any other way but failure now compare this with another scene so another sales agent same circumstances ends the meeting with great success because he is intelligent enough to not get over excited about the fruits of his uh, work and that's why he does not indulge in all those dreams and fantasies without that meeting actually happening right so with his me- mind at ease his mind is alert right and uh, he is jovial and um, that attracts other people in the meeting and the people are charmed by this uh, sales agent's smartness and attitude and then the deal goes through with pleasant smiles if renunciation of attachment to the fruits of act- of our action is guaranteed to get a success in this commercial world just imagine how much nobler and subtler it must be in other fields of you know human endeavor just imagine how much more nobler and subtler it must be in other fields that we apply it to so when we are acting let us reject the fruits of our actions let's not waste our energy in worrying about unborn future which has not happened yet so the bhagavad gita teaches us to avoid wasting this mental energy and to work with our best abilities dedicated to our efforts to a noble cause this is the secret prescription for work of high inspiration and such kind of work always results in brilliant success so the what is in the future depends on the present depends on what we do in the present moment so what is harvested tomorrow depends on our plowing and so sowing today but if we are fearful of the all the possible dangers for the harvest then the farmer won't even plow sufficiently or uh, do everything that he needs to do at the right time for him to get a good harvest so remember always that the past is gone the past is dead and the future is not yet born and if we become inefficient in the present moment which we will become if we keep on thinking about the past which is already dead or we are fantasizing or fearful of the future which is not which has not yet happened so there's no hope of great future if we do not become efficient in the present and it's interesting when we dissect the phrase fruits of action we realize that the result of action when we understand it properly it's not different from the action itself whenever we do an action it ends with a reaction right and that reaction is simply the action of the present 
and that is defined in terms of a future moment so therefore we if we worry about the results of our actions then we escape the present and we try to live in a future that's not there that's not yet born so the stanza from the gita gives us three things that we need to pay attention to one is we need to be concerned with the action itself with what we are doing with with what action we are to do we are not to be concerned with the results of our action we are not to have an intention of fulfilling some selfish desire for any given action and don't think that that the above two things mean that we should just sit back and do nothing so in short what karma yoga does is it allows us to free up all our mental preoccupations and through work it allows us to live in that joyful self forgetfulness then the work becomes its own reward with such a mental attitude we can face all of life's challenges and still remain at peace and the byproduct of this is that we are released from our vasna bondages thank you for listening to today's reflections if you'd like to connect with me please visit bluishmuse.com until next time namaste